The Tarverian Podcast is a production of the We Can Make This Work Probably Network. Please check out more of our shows at www.probablywork.com. Have you ever tried eating a corned beef sandwich in zero gravity? Are you a veteran of the Great Emu War of 1932? Do you long for a simpler time when the world's greatest global crisis involved horse manure? If, if the, the answer, answer to any of these questions, questions was no, then, then we, we have, have the, the podcast, podcast for you. you. Epic Fails of History. A podcast that delves into the most epic fails of um, history. Now I am become death, the destroyer of worlds. Epic Fields Subscribe today on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Podbean, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. We've got more random tales of fail coming your way, so stay tuned for more epic fails of history. Rejoice ye one and all, as the dragon has returned to season two of the Tarviran podcast. Please join Rich Arbara, Rob Alfor, Bill Coulfrain, as they take on the epic fantasy series of the Wheel of Time. This season is dedicated to the Great Hunt, so join us as we go on a mystical adventure following the travels of the Great Horn of Valair in this season of the Tarvira Podcast. Hello dear friends and welcome to another Friday edition of the Tarviran Podcast. Yes, it's me, it's me, it's Bill. Don't worry, you're in good hands this week. Uh, well... No, no, you're not. You're just in my hands, I'm afraid. <laughs> Rob, Rob is not with us this week, and neither is Rich. Uh, like I, like Rob said last week, our scheduling uh, has been a nightmare. We just can't seem to get our act together and actually get all three of us on the show at any one point. And even getting a, a two of us on a show is quite a struggle. But I have a plan, people. I have a plan. I have a plan. So uh, probably nothing will come of that plan because uh, I'm pretty useless at organising stuff, <laughs> as is everybody else. Mm. Yes, also, I'm just taking a sip of my coffee. Uh, welcome to the Tarviran podcast, a podcast where we go through the uh, Wheel of Time books, almost one chapter at a time. Sometimes we stick two together if they're quite uh, quite slim on content, <laughs> and we just uh, discuss the chapters as friends and family, and I consider you all my friends and my family. But um, yes, this week, my dear friends, we will be going over the chapter Dark Prophecy which uh, there's a lot to cover in this chapter. There's a lot of stuff that goes on. We get we meet a lot of people and there's a lot of viewpoints. But before we jump into all of that good graciousness, we have our iTunes reviews. Yes, that's it. It's everybody's favourite part of the week where we get to listen to people be wax lyrical about how much they love or dislike our show. And so I'm just bringing up my thing. And uh, 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 oh no. Oh no, there's been no iTunes reviews. Or any other types of reviews that I can see. Oh no. You know what that means, people. That means it's time. 
to re-record that at some point the quality is just awful <laughs> but maybe maybe that's more reason to leave it as it is who knows <laughs> oh sorry to subject people to that but it's a fun little joke and um, i can't stop it now it's gonna happen throughout the whole season you know like 50 odd chapters in this book so uh, start leaving reviews okay uh, if we get two in a week i will not i will do one per week so you know get those reviews in people come on there's enough of you out there leave a review on itunes Help us out. It really helps promote the show. And then you don't have to listen to Mother every week. Yes. Mm -hmm. Good stuff, eh? Good stuff. Anyway, over to Wheel of Time News. 
So in this week's news, people, there was actually a, a video leaked uh, which reveals some of the possible plot lines and direction that the uh, first couple of episodes of the Wheel of Time show is going to go in. But uh, to be honest with you, I don't want it spoiled for me. So uh, yeah, screw looking at that. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys want to check it out, check it out online. Uh, it shouldn't be too difficult to find. But yeah, there was some footage leaked from the Wheel of Time TV show. Uh, other than that, there was a there was a nice little interview with Rosamond Pike where she wasn't uh, talking. She wasn't supposed to specifically talk about the Wheel of Time. She was supposed to be promoting uh, her new film, but she did discuss the Wheel of Time and how they basically they went back to work for a little bit to kind of try and wrap up production. Uh, and she said she gave a little brief uh, description on what it's like having to social distance on set when there's 500 people around (laughs) so that was kind of uh, an interesting interview that she gave as well Uh, but other than that not too much we're still just kind of waiting on the show to happen really you know there's lots of discussion on the internet you know how many books are going to be in season one uh i'm pretty sure it's supposed to be seven episodes for the first season but is that going to be the whole season or are they going to move into book two i don't know but i'm very much looking forward to the um, amazon wheel of time tv show um, i hope it comes out soon because i'm gagging for something new to watch um i don't know i should really look up when they plan to actually release it but um, i'm far too lazy for that so answers on a postcard please or joe just post it in discord if you know thanks joe uh <laughs> joe i feel like you should become our uh, our intern considering you're the only person left on the discord <laughs> do you think do you need a job do you need a job at the moment joe do you want to be our intern we'll, we'll pay you absolutely nothing other than the pure joy of uh, uh giving me and rob something to read every now and then <laughs> in a bit of news uh to save me looking it up anyway that's me being completely lazy <laughs> <laughs> but yes so a little bit of news things to look up if you do want to see the leaks you know as each to their own you can if you want I don't see why you would uh, and if you want to see the Rosamund Pike interview where she describes what it's like being on set it's good stuff so um, other than that I'll hand you over to uh, Rich for a word from our sponsors and I believe this should be uh, Spotify or possibly Anchor who cares hey everyone Scott here with my good pal Rich Say hi, Rich. Hi. And we're here today to tell you about a podcast we host together with our buddies Jay and Bill, the RPG After Years. The After what? The RPG After Years. Our show has entered into a new era of covering everything RPGs, both old and new. Thus, it is after its first era. It's the After Years. I thought RPG was Rocket Propelled Grenade. No, RPG stands for Role Playing Game. It's a genre of video game. Every week, we go through the latest news and discuss other relevant RPG-related topics. We also review RPGs as we complete them. So an RPG is not a rabid Portuguese goose? No, thank God. From Dragon Quest and Final Fantasy to The Witcher and Cyberpunk, we've got RPGs covered from the dawn of time to the far-flung future. Oh, I've heard of Final Fantasy. I'd hope so. So check us out on iTunes or whatever your preferred podcast listening platform happens to be. You can also find us at probablywork.com. Level up your podcast feed with the RPG After Years. Enjoy the show. Oh, yes, it's hard. It's hard not having someone else to banter with. You know, you got to banter with yourself. How do you banter with yourself? You know, it's like, hey, Bill, what are you doing? Hey, dick. <laughs> yeah, you're all right, penis. Uh, well, I tell you what, I feel like a penis calling myself a penis while talking into a microphone that kind of looks a bit like a penis. Um, 
<laughs> uh, I wonder how many times I can say penis in this episode. I wonder if, Tyler, if you're still listening, can you record how many times the word penis is done in this episode so we can reveal it next time? It's like Rob's uh, Rob's counters. How many times does Bill say penis per episode? On average, Bill says penis at least 57, eight, 57 times. <laughs> I would, I would hate that. I'll put it on my C, I'll put it on my work CV. <laughs> Bill, on average, says penis six hundred and seventy-four times per day. Um, anyway, uh, welcome to Penis Cast with Bill. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm completely lost in that tangent. Anyway, so we are talking about the Dark Prophecy, um, where yes, this is a, this is a fun chapter where we actually get a, a an invasion of Shadow Spawn, um, into Faldara, which is an absolute bonkers thing to consider consider i think valdar has been like free of trollocs and shit for like forever <laughs> but yes we start the chapter with rand and he's having some haunting dreams of bealzamon we get some uh, interesting little um what's the words uh, interesting little insights into matt and uh perrin as well because he sees matt with the dagger coming out of his chest and like a bloodless face so he's almost describing like matt looks like he's basically dead uh and he's um and perrin's even worse perrin's like torn his eyes out of his head and is saying how he's got rid of them got rid of them and these are kind of little hints to details that rand doesn't know about like rand doesn't know about perrin's eyes and he's communicating with wolves uh he knows something's happened but i'm pretty sure he doesn't know that so him saying I've got them ridden them, and then Bialsmon walks in with you know two what look like or sound like red ajar, uh, flanking him on either side and sort of giving him a bit of protection. Him saying I'm not done with you yet, Alfor. Um, <laughs> I like that voice. I'm not done with you yet, Alfor. I'm Bialsmon. <laughs> Who wants this sofa? I'll sell it to you for five hundred dollars. Um, <laughs> yeah, Bialsmon's now a sofa salesman. Canon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so it makes me feel like this is definitely a sign that Bialzamon is not gone. He is still here and he still has unfinished business with Rand. Uh, only because of those little tiny bits of information. You know, the map thing you could kind of understand, but Perrin and the eyes and I've gotten rid of them. You know, gotten rid of who? Rand has no idea what Perrin wants to get rid of. So that's a, that's a very interesting little moment there. But he wakes up and he's in uh, Egwene, he's on Egwene's floor, you know, and Neneve is sitting there knitting beside him. Uh, you know, he looks about the room and he comments on how how nice it is. Basically, it's like they got carpet, like, no, not carpet. You know, they got nice rugs on the floor. She's got two mirrors. He hasn't got a mirror. Um, <laughs> and yeah, but he um, he has a little discussion with Nanee, who accuses him of becoming very shinyeran because um, <laughs> he's like, I was invited to the women's quarters. Honest. Like, God, just don't be a dick, Rand. <laughs> um, but yes, but he does notice that Egwene is actually gone from the room. And so he inquires, you know, where's Egwene? She invited me in here. I thought I was going to get some bow, tick, bow, bow. But no, you're just sitting here knitting, you know. Um, <laughs> and she says that he, she's gone down to help Paddin fame. Because she believes seeing her face and seeing faces he knows may help him. <laughs> Rand makes a little side comment. Didn't help him when he saw me. Freaked out, little bastard. <laughs> and then, um, yes, she also talks to him about the fact that the women in Feldara seem to be acting odd and searching for something. Uh, Rand kind of, you know, he's he dismisses it. It's just like, well, no, surely they'd have the guards looking for me, you know, especially if the Ambrians looking for me. Um, 
But no, she's very much like... Um, that lady lady. <laughs> that lady lady who we had in the last chapter. I can't remember her name. Uh, she saw her coming out of the storeroom with her face all dirty and dusty. And there's a feast just about to happen. So she would definitely not be... Not be dirting herself in a storeroom. You know, maybe with one of the stable hands. <laughs> Unless they were searching for something important. But yeah, she just notes on how strange it is. And... Um, you know, calls 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 around a, a wall-headed idiot, which he definitely, definitely is. She says she'd box his ear if it knocked some sense into him. <laughs> I feel like boxing ears. Um, but yes, he's just very he's very concerned for Egwene having gone down to see Pad and Fane, and um, he then does something very stupid. And he goes, "Shaitan is dead," and then he gets a sudden wave over him, and. Oh, that was not a good idea of saying that, Rand. <laughs> and even Egwene's like, uh, not Egwene, sorry, even Nynaeve's sitting there going, oh, you idiot. Why would you name him? He's like, I'll call him Beelzebub then. Sod it, he's dead. He's like, I just saw what happened to you. I just saw that wave of Disney. Don't you deny it to me. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, <laughs> alarm bells start going off. Uh, I assume I assume they don't sound like that in Faldara. <laughs> I assume they're more like, ding, ding ringing like huge big brass church bells you know having general fun with the bells <laughs> and uh rand is immediately like oh my god they're after me they're finally coming for me the amberlin wants me and this is it they've, they've, they've raised the alarm bell because i can't be found and then he's like don't be an idiot they wouldn't do that here they wouldn't because first of all it would alert you to the fact that they're coming for you this is why this is this is what i always think with police sirens why do they always put on the sirens like it just lets people know that you're coming. Then bad guys are going to run away. <laughs> Obviously, I get the fact that you want to let good people know that you're coming so they get out of the way. But, you know, you know 50-50, isn't it, really? Um, uh, <laughs> I'm completely lost now. Uh, yes, yeah, so Rand thinks they're looking for him, uh, but Nanae points out the fact that's unlikely because it would only warn him. Uh, Rand then figures out that it's probably something to do with Pad and Fame. And then uh, he's just like, oh, my God, you know, picks up his sword. Like, I'm going! I'm going to rescue her because I'm 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 a chauvinistic pig. Um, <laughs> all women need rescuing by my hand because I'm a man. Uh, <laughs> oh, I know we live in a very different society now, don't we? Um, and yes, yeah, so he picks up his sword. Nynaeve desperately tries to convince him not to run out into the women's quarters with a sword and just to see what's going on because there's definitely going to be lots of women out there and lots of Aes Sedai. Um, and he also the fact that they've been like the women have been acting very very odd. And he doesn't know, excuse me. And she doesn't think that the women would take very kindly to an armed man running through the women's quarters who probably shouldn't be there. And do you know what? She's probably got a thing. But Rand being a, a wall-headed idiot that he is, there's uh, a lot of sheep, her sheep herders in this, Rob. I hope you're, I hope you're keeping track. <laughs> he rushes out into the hallway. Arr! Sword blazing! Get out of my way! <laughs> and yet, there's just women everywhere just looking at him going, what the hell's going on? He's running past all these women who he starts to begin to recognise uh, all these Aesodai, Aesodai everywhere. And he's just like, oh God. And he's also going, hey, what are you, young man? What's going on here? What's that alarm all about? And people going, look at him. He's clearly not a soldier. He's in just a stable jerking. Like, come on. He's jerking, he's jerking, and he's stable jerking. Uh, why do I say these things? <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, but the first thing he does is run straight into the Amrilin, who looks completely shocked. So Shawane's standing there, she's looking completely shocked, because obviously she's looking at him, and as she described it to Moraine, he's blazing like the sun. 
you know, he looks like he's on fire because she can see how t- how Tavirin he is. Um, but he doesn't spend much time dawdling on this blunder or to listen to her or Leanne, in that fact, yelling at him, going, what are you? Who are you doing here? Who do you work for? What's the price of fish? Uh, he hurries on to where he encounters three Trollocs. Uh, but he is not left alone to kill them, as 12 Shinarans uh, come to his aid at the just at the right moment in time. So Rand doesn't get to put any of his good work that he's been doing with Lan. You know, he's been working hard, that sword, and uh, he doesn't get to put any of it to good use. Uh, he doesn't wait to re- uh, see the results of it either, as he runs off, uh, but only this time to find seven dead soldiers on the floor and a murderer pulling its sword out the last one. <laughs> Smiling its face while it's drinking a Coca-Cola. The real thing. (laughs) And then it turns its gaze upon Rand, who freezes. Freezes to the spot. Because the look of the eyeless is fear. And he is just frozen with fear to the spot. And quite frankly, he's pretty fucked. (laughs) In that case. Um, Yeah, that's not not good. (laughs) But luckily, Ingtar, I love Ingtar, just turns up and just completely breaks the Eyeless's gaze because the Eyeless turns to Ingtar, realises, hey, here's someone who's conquered the fear. I'm going to have to take this guy out. And then that, therefore, breaks Rand out of his, like, stance, <laughs> whatever he's doing, standing there with his knob in his hand. And um, he's just like, yep, I'll take care of this one. You try your hand on a few trollocs first, boy. Ingtar is just hard as nails great absolutely great it's just like another land basically he's <laughs> like i'll take on this guy don't you worry and then Rand's is like he just killed seven soldiers are you sure he's like yeah it's fine it's like he's obviously like really excited so he's like i fucking love killing murders <laughs> this is what i live for man <laughs> don't you worry man what are you doing here anyway rand what are you doing here mate what are you doing rand's is like well you know i've uh, i've come to save Egwene. you know i'm being chauvinistic and he's like ah oh, you pig you little piggy i love it i love it love it i do so you carry on look there, there's the door. Now take it down to the uh, to the dungeons, uh, and I'll take care of this Murdral. I'll take care of old Kevin over here. <laughs> um, Rand Rand is actually quite ashamed of his cowardice, uh, but he does actually listen to him. He goes down into the dungeons, and he does he does like a diving roll. <laughs> I don't know what's going through his head here. He's like he's obviously scared witless, but then at the same time he's just like being a right old douche about it. So he does this diving roll into the thing just in case anything's there. And he's like spinning around trying to then take in the room and just being like <laughs> And yeah, he can't see shit basically until he eventually realizes that the two soldiers' heads are actually been severed off and are sitting on top of the desks. There's pools of blood everywhere, but they've been like neatly arranged either side of a candle, so it looks like they're still sitting there. <laughs> He's just like, Ugh, and he throws up everywhere. And there's just Ugh, chunks of blood, everything. Ugh, it's disgusting. And he just vomits everything out. There's absolute filth written all over the walls, in, tro- in Trolloc script and in human script. And then he walks through into the next room. And all over the, so like, you know, into the hallways, basically, of where there's the prison cells. And sitting there on the wall, in human blood, bang smack in front of him is, we'll meet again on Toman Head. It is never over, Al 4. And Rand just, scared shitless, goes into a fit of panic, picks up a load of straw off the floor. You know, this, this is olden times, man, there's straw everywhere. <laughs> and starts immediately scrubbing it off the walls. 
scrubbing it, scrubbing it, scrubbing it. And in his complete panic, he fails to notice that uh, Landrin of the Red Ajar comes in behind him. And she goes, what the fudge are you doing, boy? <laughs> He's like... <laughs> And uh, she tries to make him speak. She even uses the one power on him to hold him steady. And he's just like, burn you, I will not talk to you. In his head, of course. He doesn't actually say that out loud. Uh, but fortunately, Moraine turns up to save his ass. <laughs> and uh, she's like, what the hell's going on here? And um, he uses, Rand uses the moment of um, uh, Moraine questioning Landrin, being like, what, what the fuck are you doing with my Tarviran? You stupid red ajar. You leave him alone, all right? He's mine. I don't, I don't know what's wrong with me recently. I've been on a big, like, you know, making sure everyone in the Wheel of Time book is suddenly Michael Caine. Like, don't you worry, love. Don't you worry, Landrin. This is my boy. I'll look after him. I'll suit him out. I'll vouch. All right? I am Michael Caine. I am a nosy neighbour. Um, I don't know that's a good impression. Probably quite awful. And I'll probably regret it listening back while I'm editing this episode. So, anyway. Um... <laughs> yeah, but if Rand uses the moment of confusion, oh, not confusion, but the moment of struggle and tension between the two Ace of Die to go bursting through into the rest of the dungeon. And the first thing he witnesses is uh, one of the prisoners who's got his belt round his neck and round the uh, bars, and he's choking himself to death. And he witnesses literally like him take his last breath before he dies. And this isn't like the man's hung himself. The man could have easily just stood up at any point and released the pressure. So he is suicide in the worst possible way. And then the next, the next, next one over, we've got another, another lovely scene of uh, the man absolutely petrified. And when he sees Rand, he starts scraping at the walls, and Rand can see like the bloody stumps of his fingers and all this blood smeared on the walls because he's obviously been trying to claw his way out of the, the the back end of the dungeon for a while, and he's just like, you know, taking the ends of his fingers off on the wall. It's pretty rank. <laughs> and then he goes a little bit further, and he finds Matt and Egwene unconscious on the floor yep unconscious luckily they are still breathing so we don't know what these uh, two prisoners have witnessed but the uh, the horror of whatever they witnessed has completely terrified them to oblivion to the point where one's killed himself and one's obviously gone mad and yep and uh, Egwene and Matt seem to have taken some blows to the head uh, Moraine quickly you know she goes she goes tends to um, Egwene first uh, you know she doesn't want to lose one of her her future sisters, especially one with the potential that Egwene's got, and uh, she eases her head, and she uh, she uses some healing power, and she says, "Right, she's going to need some rest." And then she looks at Matt, and she can she can't even really touch him, and finds that his dagger is gone. Now, as she explains this, Landrin's just like, "What the? F- what, what are you all going on about?" <laughs> Um, she's like what do you mean his dagger and like uh, Moraine's obviously just not going to explain it at this point she'll she'll leave it for a little bit later Uh, but yeah but Matt's on the floor dagger missing Um, and uh, she then confuses Landrin even more by saying okay uh, because the guards some some guards come in you know to clear up everything and she says hey take her to her rooms she needs lots of rest she needs to sleep. She'll be okay. Uh, but this boy, take him to the Amberlin. And Landry's like, the Amberlin? What do you mean, the Amberlin? You're going to use her as a common healer? She's like, no, this boy needs more than common healing, my beer friend. Um, and then Ingtar turns up as well. Um, uh, now, uh, no, no, no. Landry, first of all, mentions the fact that Rand was scraping the uh, the the stuff off the walls where he should have been leaving everything intact so they can investigate and Rand's, it, Rand very quickly thinks on his feet goes it was just filth it was just disgusting you know 
which is understandable. You know, you could almost imagine like you, the other stuff written on the walls was pure filth, as Rand explained. So it was just like something there was just so bad it offended him that he had to scrub it off, and even in his desperate attempts to search for Egwene and Matt. Uh, I, I wouldn't believe it to be any to be honest with you <laughs> but you know Moraine's got his back keeps him keeps him out of the Red's hands and Ingtar informs Rand that um, this is not the worst of what's happened tonight and he's like bloody hell Rand the horn they took the horn oh man yeah they took the horn of Valir you know this was our big this was our big you know this was our nuke this was the thing we were going to fly at fly at the dark one and take him out uh, and they've come in and they've taken it in one fell swoop so they've done quite a good job of uh, of uh, messing up with Foundara Keep this evening. Uh, he mentions the fact that um, the invaders were able to enter through the dog gate, uh, and the uh, the guards there had their throats slit. So it was an inside jobs. Dark friends in Faldara. Can you believe it, Rand? Dark friends in Faldara. <laughs> I like his voice ring, Tom. <laughs> oh, God damn it, Rand! There are dark friends in Faldara. <laughs> Took our jobs. Oh, damn it! Well, that's why I got it from South Park. <sighs> Will I ever come up with something original? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. And he, anyway, so Rand starts to suspect Intar, and just because of um, oh yeah, no, because um, he has a discussion with Intar about the fact that the king had asked for the gates to be locked, and Intar says no such order was given until just now when the alarm went off. So now no one is allowed to leave Faldara without his explicit consent. And Rand says, like, no, no, that was given out before. And he's like, no, no, it wasn't. And so this weird little conflict of information makes Rand suspect Intar for a second. But then he just brushes it away in his head. Like, oh, it can't be Intar. This, man, this man's been here for donkey's years and he's, like, killed more Trollocs than you could possibly know. In fact, actually, he gives a nice little story about the guy who um, who was protecting the stronghold, who apparently managed to like defend some keep with only twenty men for like twenty days or something, from like six billion trollocs. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they managed to take him out in one fell swoop and take the horn from the stronghold. So he was very upset about that. Uh, and this is the first time as well that um, as Rand's leaving, he notices Verin. Oh, I love Verin. I can't. There's going to be a small Verin in the next chapter. I'm going to. I really enjoy talking about it. But yeah, so this is the first time, and she's studying Trolloc script and describes it as interesting. She's working with another Ace to Die as well, but she's like, hmm, this is really, really interesting. Uh, but he decides he doesn't want to get to know anyone who finds Dark's prophecies interesting. <laughs> uh, Lan finds Rand and tells him um, tells him that the women are already discussing... <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, he said, he's basically, Rand, you have kicked up quite a fuss by running through the women's apartment in your jerking with your sword and most of the women suspect that you're some sort of prince in disguise <laughs> especially with the name Al 4 because uh, I think we mentioned it in previous episodes the name uh, like the prefix Al before your name uh, in the northern in the northern borderlands kind of makes you a prince of some kind so we've got a uh, land Al Mandragon uh, a Rand Al 4 you know, so they suspect that he may be a prince in disguise, and all the women, uh, rather than discussing how dangerous it was having a man with his sword out running through uh, the women's departments, and trust me, when you run through a women's area with your sword out, you get told off a lot. Um, put it away, Bill. <laughs> but yeah, they're just like, yeah, they're just they're basically discussing which which daughter are you going to marry. <laughs> it's just, I love it. It's just so funny. Like Rand, like you know, Trollocs have invaded. They've taken the Horn of Valir. Um, they've obviously killed a lot of Shinaran soldiers. They were Murdral, and there's Dark Friends in Faldara. And Lance is like, hey, all the women are trying to marry you off, friend. <laughs> they say, whichever woman's going to get you will have you in charge of somewhere within by the time you're 40. 
<laughs> and and if it's a really good wife, they'll make you think you did it. <laughs> he's just like relishing in torturing this poor teenage boy and his anxiety over women. <laughs> it's just like, I'm Lan. I'm Lan. You know, I used to be king. Of, I should be king of the Seven Towers, but I'm going to rip you a new one, Rand. <laughs> this is great i just i forget this i feel i always think back and think of land as being this like really stoic stuck up character i love him to bits but i always remember being like this just like rock of a man but yeah a lot of these interactions with with land uh with uh with rand and land it's just like he just takes takes the opportunity to be like the uh the teenage boy that he never was (laughs) and just takes the piss out of rand constantly it's great i love it i love it uh but yeah however um, <laughs> however, though, it is the news that Moraine. It's the news that uh, most interests is uh, Rand is the fact that Moraine, as a you know via her proxy of Lan, has said that now at any point Rand can leave if he wishes. So as she discussed with the Amarin before, uh, I'm just going to let him go, let him go off and make his mistakes, and then eventually he'll come back to me. That's the only way this is going to work. If I try and force his hand, he's going to run away. If I just let him go, he will come to me. Uh, and so, you know, obviously not telling him that, but Lan has just passed on the news. Where, hey, you can go anytime you want now. And he actually says to Lan, like, hey, but I just spoke to Intar. He said, no one's allowed to leave without the king's permission. And Lan's like, yeah, we, we know that. But the king's given permission for you to leave. You are the only person who can now leave Faldara. And uh, yeah, if you want to go, go. You know, yeah, you've been wanting to go for a while. And obviously Rand's quite torn, you know. His friend Matt's not very well. Egwene's not very well. Should he leave? Should he stay? Should I stay or should I go now? Should I stay or should I go? <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, that brings an end to the chapter. As Rand just like being like, oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> I was going to go, but now I've got to stay. Oh, it's funny. It's funny. Funny. Um, <laughs> so, you know, there's a, there's a couple of little questions here. You know, who opened the dog gate? You know? Who really gave the order to not let anyone out before? Who wrote the dark prophecy and why? Because I think yeah, yeah, I didn't mention this, but Varian mentions as well that um, uh, the uh, prophecy part. Well, there's a bit of prophecy written on the wall in uh, in Trolloc script, but it looks a lot uh, neater than the other Trolloc script. So she reckons it was written by a human hand, and that will take us into the next chapter of Blood Calls Blood. But to wrap up for this one, I'll hand you over to my good friend Roberto. Roberto, Roberto, Rob, Rob. Rob, wake up. I, I know it's 4am, but you, you owe me a readings with Rob. All right, I'm starting it now. All right, you better have it ready in 10 seconds. And now, the Taviren present to you readings with Rob. Chapter 6, Dark Prophecy. You're, you're going to the feast? Of course. Even if Moraine had not said I should, I would never let her think I was... Her eyes lit up fiercely for a moment. He knew what she meant. Nynaeve would never let anyone think she was afraid, even if she was. Certainly not Moraine, and especially not Lan. He hoped she did not know he was aware of her feelings for the water. After a moment, her gaze softened as it fell on the sleeve of her dress. The Lady Amelisa gave me this! She said so softly, he wondered if she was speaking to herself. She stroked the silk with her fingers, outlining the embroidered flowers, smiling, lost in thought. It, it's very pretty on you, Nynaeve. You're, you're pretty tonight. He winced as soon as he said it. Any wisdom was touchy about her authority, but Nynaeve was touchier than most. 
the women's circle back home had always looked over her shoulder because she was young, and maybe because she was pretty, and her fights with the mayor and the village council had been the stuff of stories. She jerked her hand away from the embroidery and glared at him, brows lowering. He spoke quickly to forestall her. They can't keep the gates barred forever. Once they are opened, I will be gone, and the Aes Sedai will never find me. Perrin says that there are places in the Black Hills and the Caroline Grass where you can go for days with, without seeing a soul. Maybe... Maybe I can figure out what to do about... He shrugged uncomfortably. There was no need to say it, not to her. And if I can't, there'll be no one to hurt. Nynaeve was silent for a moment, then she said slowly, I am not so sure, Rand. I can't say you look like more than another village boy to me, but Moraine insists that you're Taviren, and I don't think she believes the wheel is finished with you. The Dark One seems... Shaitan is dead, he said harshly, and abruptly the room seemed to lurch. He grabbed his head as waves of dizziness sloshed through him. You fool! You pure, blind, idiotic fool! Naming the Dark One? Bringing his attention down on you? Don't you have enough trouble? He's dead, Rand muttered, rubbing his head. He swallowed. The dizziness was already fading. All right, all right, all right. Balsamon, if you want. But he's dead. I saw him die, saw him burn. And I wasn't watching you when the Dark One's eye fell on you just now? Don't tell me you felt nothing, or I'll box your ears. I saw your face. He's dead, Rand insisted. The unseen watcher flashed through his head and the wind on the tower top. He shivered. Strange things happen this close to the blight. You are a fool, Randall Thor! And she shook her fist at him. I would box your ears if I thought it would knock any sense. The rest of her words were swallowed as the bells crashed out, ringing all over the keep. He bounded to his feet. That's an alarm! They're searching! Name the Dark One, and his evil comes down on you. That was Readings with Rob. If there's a passage in an upcoming chapter you wish to have read on the podcast, simply tweet us at Pod with your request. Yep, and that was Readings with Rob, people. So, yep, as I said, next chapter, we have Blood Calls Blood. You know, call is in, like, on the phone, you know. Blood calls baby. <laughs> Here's my blood. Call me baby. <laughs> Uh, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to that one. We get uh, several points of view actually. Uh, I believe we start with Moraine. We move over to Perrin's point of view, which um, I think that might be a first, maybe the first Perrin point of view, and then we'll end it with uh, with Rand's point of view as well. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. It's a really good one. Um, and yeah, that's that's pretty much it from me for this week, guys. So um, I'll hand you over to um, the fact that you know. Leave us a review on iTunes, otherwise you have to listen to me sing uh, Mother by Danzig again with Biltig. <laughs> just just don't do it, people. Uh, again, if you want to join Joe on the Discord, because he's the only one there, <laughs> join our Discord. Links links are below. Uh, if you've got any suggested readings of Rob's, let us know as well. You know, if, you, if there's a particular part of the next chapter you want Rob to read, do let us know, and um, we will uh, tie him to a chair and make him do it, which is how we do it each week. Uh, <laughs> you know, um... You know, we are part of the uh, we uh, we are part of the Probably Work network. So you can find our website at www.probablywork.com, and we are on there. We are currently running through all the James Bond films as part of the uh, podcasters assemble, which is great fun. I love that. Uh, and actually, next month because we're getting to the end now, we're getting to the business end. So 
uh, Die Another Day should be out this week. Um, and then we're going to do the Craig films. Um, although, obviously, unfortunately, the um, what's it, uh, No More Time to Die has been delayed because they want more time to get people into the cinema. <laughs> so uh, that's going to be delayed. But we are going to be moving into, I think, Studio Ghibli films next. So if you are interested in Studio Ghibli films and you do want to make a submission to Podcasters Assemble, go to probablywork.com and you'll be able to find links to it all there. Uh, although we haven't got the information up for Ghibli yet because, again, we're still running through the bond season. You know, uh, we're also on YouTube. Subscribe to us there. Again, we've only currently got all the stuff from book one on there, uh, but I will be um, shaking down the people who need to get that sorted out. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you know, just the usual stuff. Follow us on Twitter. Leave a review. Give us some love. And we have a Patreon. Yes, I, I always forget about the Patreon. <laughs> so we do have a Patreon. So you can find us on there. Links below. And, uh, yeah, just, you know, lots and lots of love, people. I love you all. And I love the Wheel of Time. You know, I'm, I do apologise for the delays and uh, the breaks that we've had recently. It has been difficult scheduling. You know, we've had new jobs, new new things happening in lives. Um, Rich uh, is still at his same job, but he had a big change. And so he now has a big commute on his, on his hands. Rob started a new job, so he went through the whole onboarding process. And um, I've just got very limited time to deal with the two guys because I'm in, I'm in a different time zone by about five hours six hours sometimes um so it is difficult but we are trying our best because we we love this project and we really really want to uh i want to get to the memory of light i want to get to that 16 hour episode we're going to do for that one chapter <laughs> which i think is about seven hours on audible that one chapter same ridiculous but yeah i i, I just want to get to i want to get through these books i want to talk about the weird time tv show when it's on air i'm so excited there's so much good stuff. And I believe I mentioned before as well, there's loads and loads of good stuff on Discord. You can come to our Discord if you want and find ways to reach out to the rest of the Wheel of Time Discord community, which is huge. There's the there's a there's a regular Wheel of Time quiz and all sorts of things going on. And there's even like a um there's even like a a comic con style Wheel of Time thing get together called SpoilerCon. I think that may have just happened. You may have just missed that one, but that was all done virtually. Uh, loads and loads of stuff going on on that front, but it's too much for me to keep up with. <laughs> but if you guys are interested, come over to the Discord and I will link you up with the correct person so you can enjoy all that lovely, lovely content. Anyway, that's it from me, guys. That's it from me. That's it from Rob. What? And that's it from Rich. Hi. <laughs> we'll see you all next time on the Tarveren, the Wheel of Time podcast. In case you didn't know, not a penis-based podcast. Although you would be, you would be right in thinking it probably was. Yeah, fuck it. This is a penis podcast. I'm taking over this show. <laughs> Bye. As we march further on into the adventures of the Great Hunt, we take a quick peek into each of the minds of the three farm boys from Two Rivers to see where their heads are at at the moment. Wow, Perrin is so good talking to women. The way he handled Eggwing, I wish I could do that. Man, I wish I was as good at women as Perrin. Man, Rain seems to know what he's talking about with them women. I wish I was able to be as good talking with women as he is. Man, I see Rand and I see Perrin and Lewith, they're talking to women. Boy, I wish I could talk to women like that. The only thing I'm good at is making women mad. I only make women pissed off. Matt really has a way with women. I don't know how he gets away with it, but I wish I had that same ability to talk to women like he does. I can't believe the way Matt talked to that woman. It worked out beautifully. I, 
I just I just get stuck in my words and, and, and they think I'm just slow, but man, Matt really has a way with the women. This has been a presentation of the We Can Make This Work Probably Network. Follow us on Twitter at ProbablyWork for more of our questionable content. Also, we have a website called ProbablyWork.com.